Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that is me. And, uh, well, Dennis might be joining us a little bit later on. But right now, I'm flying solo. But uh, fear not, I've pulled out the big guns. We got lights from Sun and Fun to kick off Just Plane Radio. Lights, how are you, buddy? Oh, you're not going to believe this, my friend Greg, but we're doing so good, I can hardly stand myself. Yeah. We are rocking and rolling and getting ready to roll out the carpet for our friends that fly airplanes for the biggest air show that's going to happen since the beginning of 2020. Well, exactly. You're giving us something to look forward to. Thank God for it, too, because it, it has been a rough uh, last year or so. And, you know, we've lost some of the biggest air shows that we look forward to every year. And and Sun and Fun in Lakeland, Florida is going to happen come hell or high water, I guess, in April. Is that right? Absolutely, sir. We were very, very fortunate that we live in a state, in a county, in a city that understands how adults can be responsible and safe and still have a great time and do it right. So all of our folks here at Sun and Fun have teamed up with the uh, leaders from the city of Lakeland and Polk County and the state of Florida. Our governor, Ron DeSantis, has done a great job of protecting our human rights to do what we think is best without infringing on the rights of others mm-hmm. and we are put together protocols and procedures and policies to keep everybody safe and yet enjoy all the fun and frivolity that goes on in the sky we put all those great jets and props and biplanes racing around burning taking fuel and turning it into excitement well there you go and it's not like uh when you go to lakeland for sun and fun you can't spread out because you guys have a ton of real estate to work with and i guess you're going to work that to your advantage for this is that right absolutely we're going to be pushing out to uh probably around 1800 1900 acres that we'll be actively owning to operate the uh the fly-in and the aerospace expo on um all of our expo hangars will be wide open and we are going to uh, ask our guests to wear masks wherever they feel appropriate outside. But once you cross the threshold into a building or an enclosure, you'll be required to have a mask on. And that's just good common sense. Mm-hmm. As well as we're going to have uh, hand washing stations in multiple places more than we ever would have in the past. Sanitization setups uh, for cleansing. And every day we'll be constantly going through with the team. It's wiping down touch points in major areas to keep them clean, from portalettes to our comfort stations to our regular bathrooms to the tables we sit down for lunch and door handles and all the rest. And then we'll be asking people to properly socially distance themselves uh, so that they don't, you know, obviously try to pass any kind of disease along. But more importantly, we're asking if, if you've got a cough and you can't smell or taste, don't come to the fly-in. Don't infect anybody. we got enough trouble as it is. Yeah, our life is great right now, and we're doing responsible actions to make sure that it's a very well-organized and safe event. And right. it's the most, most sanitization we can offer anybody. We'll be fogging things, uh, some of our bigger areas, every night because it gives 24-hour uh, disinfection. It's just you know all kinds of smart things mm-hmm. that we can do to make it still have the fly-in, because guess what? 
you don't want to miss the debut of the very first show the Blue Angels will perform with their Super Hornets. Heck yeah. This is the first. That'll be awesome. And our exhibitors are coming back in droves. Normally, we have about 500. We're holding about 400 right now. So we're down a few, but mm-hmm. lot, most of them want to come back. They just said corporate uh, policy doesn't uh, it precludes them from travel. Okay. And they're very sorry, but they want to be here, but they can't. Right. And so we'll, we'll move on without them. Yeah. But our ticket sales are, are going steady. They're pretty close to what they were for the 2020 show. So we feel confident we're going to have a solid crowd. I mean, let's be realistic. There are some who rolled their tickets over that probably won't show up because mm-hmm. for one reason or another. But by and large, we're going to probably expect to be between 20 and 30% below our normal crowd. But guess what that does? That means there's more room for you to move around and be comfortable talking to your favorite exhibitor about your favorite aircraft park. Less people means more quality time for you. I love going during the week. I mean, the weekend is when it really gets kind of nutty, but it's, you know, and there's a certain energy with the the bigger crowd. But when you have less people there, you can really zero in on some things that you want to do, or like you said, get a little uh, down and dirty with an exhibitor and and uh, answer some specific questions that they may not have the flexibility to do when there's so many people around. So work that to your advantage for sure. Captain Dennis, I know he's planning to bring his uh, camper in and the campsites and things are open. Are, are those going to be limited though because of the COVID thing this year or two or what? Well, remember, we've got several hundred acres of camping mm-hmm. available and beyond just under the wing of the aircraft. I'm talking about for uh, power water hookups and uh, generator setups uh, for large 50 foot 50 amp campers they're all over the place we have plenty of room for all of them so no don't worry about that we've got plenty of space for you to spread out and be comfortable you know we test we did a beta test on this process back in G- uh, december yeah we had the holiday uh, flying festival and car show and we had about ten thousand people showed up to that on saturday and it was really well executed the campers were everywhere under the wing as well and mm-hmm. people socially distanced watching the air show worked like a champ and well, nobody go. got sick well that's what you want to hear for sure and, and i yep. know you guys have been looking at uh trying to pull this off uh for some time now and working all those elements accordingly but just to reiterate on the the campsites i mean are they being spread out a little bit more or do you really don't even need to do that because uh well, you're already kind of spaced nature, out well by nature they're pretty much spaced out people yeah. don't want to camp on top of the other guy's tent because right. you don't want to see the dirty laundry hanging out right beside your tent as you open the gate. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're spread out naturally okay. and they'll have plenty of space to uh, conduct uh, their living experience right there in camp without having to be infringed upon by somebody in the, in the tent or trailer next to them, you know, uh, encroaching on them. So there's plenty of space for all of that. And, and right now we're, our camping uh, sales are up tremendously. People are signing up early uh, equal to, if not better than what it was last year, because a Excellent. lot of people don't want to go to the hotels. They want to be in their own, their own uh, facility. Right. So, so camping, camping is a big plus in their lives right now. Uh, you may or may not know this, but RV sales have gone off the chart. They have. Uh, I do know this. Been, yeah. Yeah. So it goes it, with that. We, we have people calling us all the time from as far away as Seattle, California, Iowa, Idaho. They're like, we're coming. We got to get out of here. We're coming yeah. down to see you guys. The demand, uh, everybody's pent up for this and ready to go, including, I would imagine, all the uh, entertainment. 
I mean, the, the Blue Angels, you say, are going to fly, so they have to be excited to perform just as much as people are to watch them, correct? Yeah, well, it'll be, yeah. it'll be their first show of the, of the century. Yeah. Uh, because, wow. In the, in the Super Hornets, because everything else got canceled last year, mm-hmm. and they were supposed to perform at Navy Jacksonville, to, which is the home of the Blue Angels, when they started back in 1946. So they're supposed to have been here for their 75th anniversary, or there for the 75th anniversary. Well, now it's going to be here. This will be their 75th anniversary of the, of the Blue Angels. Nice. Now, they've been in the state of Florida since the beginning, which is great, but we're just thrilled they're going to do it here at Lakeland and put on the first demonstration ever. Yeah. And we have and we have the F-22 is going to be out here, put on a great show, and then we have all of our great performers, uh, Rob Holland and company that does all the great aerobatics, as well as just we've got warbirds coming from everywhere that wanted to participate. So they're they're showing their colors that they're, you know, air show strong. Here we go. They're the typical night air shows are going to be on fireworks, the whole thing, I guess, right? Absolutely. And we got the drone show coming back. Okay, Friday, cool. Wednesday and Saturday night. Excellent. The drones will be here. We got a really nice lineup and fireworks for Saturday. So it's going to, it's going to be the show you wanted. It's about three and a half to four hours long every day. It's going to be massively entertaining. We will have forums. We may not have quite as many forums because a lot of our instructors in the forums were, well, they were sort of uh, vintage and they're a little nervous about being around a crowd. So that's okay. Uh, We're still going to have a majority of them will be here, which is just fine. And the FAA has decided that they're going to do all their stuff virtual. So you'll be able to watch it at home. If you look on our website, you'll see when the FAA is given a live seminar on whatever subject, and you can tune into it. No charges free. So if you can't get here, at least enjoy the seminars. Got to love it. Lice, thanks for the update. Uh, FlySNF.org is the website, I believe, right? Yes, sir. That's us all day long. Plan accordingly, and we'll see you at Sun and Fun in Lakeland here in April. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. 
nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Whoa, kill the motor, dude. Let us see what Squirt does flying solo. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot, that's me. Dennis has now joined us. I should say Captain Dennis. So we got a full crew, or a, uh, I don't know, he uh, lights tapped out and went to go plan for sun and fun, as he should. I mean, that's pretty cool. They're bringing the uh, drones back to sun and fun in April. How about that, Dennis? Uh, that That's yeah. another uh, bonus, another feather in the cap for those for those folks, you think? More reasons to come out and partake in the festivities, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, it's just so much fun. The night air show is my favorite thing, I think, at Sunday Fun. I mean, they have uh, big fireworks and stuff, but having the drones and stuff, that'll just be one more thing that'll make it look just that much cooler. And uh, so we'll see how things go. Like I said, they got a ton of real estate there in, in Lakeland. So, you know, you, you know when, when you talk about being socially distanced, I don't think that's going to be a big problem for Sun and Fun. The only problem you're going to have is uh, on the bottom of your feet. Because <laughs> they spread out Sun and Fun even bigger than it usually is, which they very well may because of that. Uh, it's going to take a toll. I mean, because typically, uh, my you know, the dogs are barking at, after the end of uh, a few days of Sun and Fun. You hear what I'm saying there, Dennis? Whatever you do, do not show up in Crocs or flip-flops. Right. You want good walking shoes and make sure you charge up the battery on your Fitbit or your Apple Watch because you're definitely going to get your steps in. That's right. You're going to get a ton of awards on your Apple Watch. That is, uh, that is uh, guaranteed. All right. So uh, we got those, uh, you know, the drone show thing to look forward to. Now, I don't believe they're going to be using any of the technology that was uh, talked about in a press release I saw this week. And the headline basically said, drones with facial recognition are primed to fly, but is the world ready yet? Well, I saw Terminator 2, so uh, Skynet is going to take over. There's no question about it. And if they can actually recognize you, uh, you know, that just takes it one step further for them to find the, the bad guys, I guess. You think, Dennis? Yeah, I don't think I want to be uh, singled out by any sort of facial recognition system, you know, because yeah. it just makes you a bigger target, whether it's, uh, you know, some government database or some drone targeting system. Right. No. You don't want to be, we, uh, what is it, a double ganger? I want to be incognito. Double, uh, well, right. But God forbid, uh, yeah, what what do they call that when you look like uh, some somebody else, a double ganger? A doppelganger? Yeah. Do, you don't want to be one of those guys that uh, they're looking for, like a terrorist or something like that. Uh, no, I just look like him. You know, people say I look like James Cameron a little bit. He is a handsome man. Let me be honest. But uh, God forbid if James Cameron got in trouble with the feds. And next thing you know, his drones, which 
he probably helped him design because he was the my he was the director and uh, producer behind Terminator. Uh, you know, they they take me out. You know what I mean? Saying that would that would be bad. So I'm not so sure the world is ready, but the technology evidently is already here. So what do you, I I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, like I said, I'd rather be anonymous. I I you know I think there's a lot of overreach here with all of this facial recognition technology, whether it's in your doorbell, at your phone, uh, all of these different technologies. I mean, they all have great uses, but. I don't think we have it uh, really dialed in yet as to how far we should let it go and what it should be used for. Yeah. I, so, I think I wonder if a workaround right now is the masks that, that might be holding them back <laughs> right now. So, well, it's certainly screwing up my face ID on my phone to let me you know, pay for McDonald's or something on the app yes. or even to log in and open my iPhone. You well, know, it, it's kind of a pain. Exactly. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, evidently the technology is there. And it obviously, and it's more challenging for a drone to have facial recognition than, you know, an iPhone or uh, other things that are just taking, uh, you know, a picture of you right in front of the camera because you're at an angle on a, in a, you know, in a, in a, in a drone and that kind of thing. But evidently the technology is, is coming. So, you know. But did anybody ask why we needed it? You know, what are you really going to do with facial recognition in a drone? I mean, I can understand. Blow up the world, have the machines take over. We don't need to have that level of complexity. Just, you know, hey, okay, fine. Keep position near my face so that I can get that perfect selfie. But do you really need to have the actual facial recognition technology to identify me specifically in a crowd? I don't think we need that. Well, maybe. Or, you know, if it's your drone. And your drone is like uh, matched to your face, you know, it, and it gives you but like. You wouldn't need you know, to do that. If it's your drone, it's matched to your remote or to your cell phone or whatever you're controlling it. With. Well, there, maybe, that, but you know, if it, it was totally autonomous, it was kind of like uh, your pet, your pet drone. You didn't have a, you, you won't need your phone. You won't need uh, any kind of controller. It'll just follow your face and read your expressions like, okay, that's good. Good, good drone. Oh no no no! Bad drone, bad drone! Don't don't blow up that building. Put down the flamethrower. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. you know, it, it could happen. Yeah, it's the future, whether you like it or not. So we will see. I mean, but I I think they got it right from the standpoint: is the world ready? And the their answer was no. And you know, take I, I that, that and don't put that effort into something that would actually do us some good. You know, I'm doing a lot more single pilot IFR. And teaching people how to do it. Well, how about we just have, instead of a touch screen on the airplane, how about we just have the facial recognition to get it to change the frequencies or put in the waypoint or load the approach? Let's right. do some practical things with that technology instead yeah. of flying a drone. Okay. Yeah. Or or maybe they work in the emotion thing. They can read your facial expressions. That would be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I think they just need a stress sensor in the seat. They can pretty much get your emotion. Well, there you go. Uh, notice some dampness. Time to land. Yeah. Anyway, uh, another story, or I should say a TV show that made its debut this week, uh, featured the new Air Force One. Uh, it was on National Geographic uh, Channel. I guess it aired this past Monday or something. And yeah, just it, new this week. Yeah, they, they actually sent me a... A press release a few days before said, hey, would you like an advanced copy? And I said, no. <laughs> I was like, Greg, I just wait. 
I didn't have time to watch it. And I was like, well, it's going to run on Monday anyway. This isn't about you all the time. You could have sent it my way. I'd have been more than happy to watch well, it because I went looking for it before it released when I saw the press release and it's not available. I got to wait for it to show up on the TV. Well, exactly. You, they said, hey, are we, you can have an advanced uh, screening online, and which would have looked like crap. And uh, I know you're, you know you're a purist. You want to see in its, its best 4K form on your cable or, or direct TV thing. Don't you think Dennis, you're one of those I'm guys. Pretty sure that they would have had it streaming in 4k. Well, maybe everybody's doing streaming nowadays yeah, and you know, pushing the edges. So wow. yeah. Okay. Go All back, right. find that email, say, uh, yeah, we do want that link. Oh no, it's already aired now. It's not, there's nothing special about it. Spoiler alert. I don't subscribe to cable. Oh, oh really? <laughs> well, it's probably on YouTube at this point. But evidently, you know, they they went through a, a whole upgrade. And it, was this the thing Trump was working on, right, I guess? Right. Yep. Because right now the current uh, Air Force Ones are 747-200s, which are actually approaching 30 years old. They first flew George W. Bush. Yeah. So uh, these are getting kind of tired. Yeah. So they had to upgrade them and, and freshen them up. And, well, yeah. 747-800 will be a nice change of pace. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight training professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Off with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. They might tell you you're on a non-stop flight. <laughs> well, I don't think I care for that. No, I insist that my flight stop. Preferably at an airport. It's those sudden unscheduled cornfield and housing development stops. That seemed to interrupt the flow of my day. So fly with me, yeah, fly with me. 30,000 in the skies where you trying to be. I can take you to a place that is so exclusive. It's a view that only me, you, and the pilot see. As the clouds surround This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. So we got new Air Force One uh, airplanes on the way. Uh, National Geographic debuted a new show featuring them. And and what do we know? These things aren't going to actually be put into service till when, Dennis? 2024. Oh, okay. All right. So it's going to be away a while. It could be Biden or it could be someone else at that point, I guess, huh? 
Well, Trump was hoping that he would get to fly on him. Yeah. But, well, we know how that worked out. Well, yeah, I mean, 2024 is another thing. So anything could, could happen. happen. Right. So we will have to wait and see. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I guess they're not, they can't obviously show these completed planes because they they got a ways to go then, I guess, right? No, but they're going through some very extensive uh, overhauls. I mean, they bought these airplanes as brand new airframes. They were supposed to go to a Russian airline, and apparently that uh, that airline went out of business. And so, so Boeing was left with uh, two completed aircraft just sitting in storage. And so the Air Force said, let's make a deal and bought these two airframes and then proceeded to basically tear them apart and mm. modify them. They had to build custom cradles to support the airframe because of all of the modifications that they're having to put in like air stairs um, on, on the forward and aft entrances, you know, they're self-contained. They can pull up and drop their own staircase and uh, all the other security equipment and upgrades and right. hospital beds and facial yeah, recognition, uh, probably drones. Yeah. <laughs> At least, you know, yeah. small fleet of those, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Right. No, but I mean, they added 5,000 more square feet um, of space because, you know, with the 747-800, it's got that larger um, upper deck area. Yeah. So, you know, they just give them so much more room. And, you know, that was quite a big, just going to the 747 30 years ago was such a big step up from the old Boeing 707 that they flew that, you know, oh, you know, what are we going to do with all this space? And now it's like, you know, we can't believe how cramped our medical facility is in here and things like that 30 years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a massive aircraft. They got two of them, as they do. Uh, so we'll have to see how it, it progresses. I have not seen that special, but I bet it would be pretty, uh, you know, enlightening. So look for it, National Geographic Channel. I think it debuted this past Monday. Uh, if, uh, you know, a new 747 is a little bit out of your price range, uh, we, we have some suggestions for you, or at least I should say AOPA does. Is that right, Dennis? That's right. AOPA has just uh, launched a new tool on their website to help you shop for your new airplane. Hmm. And it looks like from what I've seen so far looking through the site, uh, they call it their AOPA aircraft guide, but it's kind of like taking all of the reviews and articles of all the new airplanes that are available for purchase. So this isn't going to be like, you know, looking through a trade plane and getting all the background history of every airplane that's ever been for sale. But this is any any aircraft that's still in current production, it looks like at least right now. So you can go in and filter it out by by aircraft brand or whether you want to just look at a multi-engine, single engine, piston, turbine, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can go in and get the articles and reviews and, and specs and take a look at them. And just, you know, thumbing through a little bit uh, this morning before the show, uh, I noticed that uh, I can't get a Cirrus, I think. <laughs> As much as I would love to some group someday upgrade, I was comparing the wingspan between the Mooney and the Cirrus, and the Cirrus is actually 38 feet compared to the 36 feet, and I don't think it'll fit my hangar door. Really? Yeah. Well, you just have to so buy another house, that's all. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, you know, solution. tear off the whole front of the hangar and get an actual bifold door and open well, it all up. Well, I you thought know. you had a collapsible centerpiece on your hangar. I do. Yeah, so with my hangar door, it's not your conventional hangar where, you know, you get the bifold that pulls up or a swing out. It's actually, you know, two residential garage doors with a center beam that you can remove. Mm -hmm. But the opening between those is still only 38 feet wide. And so the Mooney just fits with with room on either wingtip. So I'd have to get really creative if I wanted to get a Cirrus. Well, you'd have to go in there like cockeyed or something, pull it up. Yeah, come in and twist it. Well, you could pull it in, couldn't you? Pull it in sideways somehow. 
Yeah, if you got those little skate dollies, you could jack it up yeah. by the wheels and you know turn it sideways and right. just kind of push it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there would be a solution. If there's a will, there's a way. Exactly. But, and there's definitely but, yeah. a will because I'd prefer you to get a Cirrus. It'd be bigger <laughs> and faster and more efficient for me. And the passenger. parachute, you know, would be cool. You'd yes. want to pull that. Right. Once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you but, know, that would be tempting. I've never thought about that with the Cirrus. You know, if you had one of those, wouldn't you want to just see what the experience was like? <laughs> In a controlled way, you know, uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a mock up and hang it from the the hanger in the and somewhere and you know you can just pull the handle and feel the drop and you know okay right. there you go give you the experience just so you know if you ever have to do it in uh, real life it, it, you know at least you'll know what it's supposed to feel like and if it doesn't feel like then well you'll know well okay this is it or we can just talk to people that have done it We've okay had them on the that's show probably before. that's probably the more practical way. solution yeah see I don't own one. Probably, probably won't, but, uh, you work on that. So Cirrus, a little bigger than you thought it was, but you found this out by going to this new uh, resource. So this is very good information for you to be able to go in and shop and compare and, you know, and if nothing else, be able to dream about what, you know, what you eventually would want to put in that hanger once you finally get it. Make your dreams come true. Where where are they getting all this information, by the way? You said reviews and articles. It's all from AOPA's archives. It's all, right. all the AOPA's archives. And some of the articles I was looking at, uh, like for Mooney, some of them even went back to like 1999. So, mm-hmm. you okay. know, they, they've got a large, a, a very deep um, reviews that they've been doing for how many years on all these different airplanes. Yeah. So Should it's very easy to database. curate that together. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So uh, you've been doing research on your Mooney, of course. You could just do that for fun and frolic, I guess. Just go back. This is the plan I got. I wonder what they have to say about that. And like, Oh, I got a great deal, or oh boy, I got a lemon. <laughs> it's probably not going to be that. But you, if you want to just read up, a, you know what people are saying about the aircraft that you own, that'd probably be a good thing to do, just for uh, you know personal interest as well. Don't you think? Sure. Yeah. You know, it's always fun to to see what's out there, looking at the performance and the fact sheets that they've put together, and that's the you know their articles. You go in, and it links yeah. to stuff that's always been up on their website. Uh, so yeah, it just makes it a lot easier instead of having to search for it. You can just go into this uh, aircraft guide and yeah, they don't cruise uh, to your heart's content. It's almost as good as the old trade plane, right? Well, are they, they're not rating the different aircraft, or, no. or put, but they're putting them in different categories. I would imagine. So yeah, like in the same class as the Mooney two hundred one, you have what else would be in there? You figure? no, they don't have anything like that yet. No. Although that would great be a great suggestion we should give to Tom. It's mm-hmm. just you know, hey, you know what aircraft fits my needs and start, you know, hit the check boxes. Cause honestly, that's how I settled on a Mooney. And uh, I don't think I should say settle is the right word, but that's how I chose the Mooney. Right. I was looking for, here's the criteria I want, what aircraft fit that need. And then what can I find for sale at a price that I could afford that met as many of those check boxes and mission requirements. And so, yeah, I think that may be the next step and, and they've already got a good baseline because now you can go in and look at the manufacturer's information, look at the reviews and the articles they've done about those aircraft and yeah. and learn more about them. Okay. So in your case, for your Mooney, uh, that check mo- checkbox was price, fuel efficiency, speed, and reliability. When you All think- of that. Plus, I wanted something that was IFR equipped. I wanted a fuel injected engine because I didn't want to deal with carburetor icing and issues like that. Okay. Um, 
you know, th- those were some of the, the requirements that I had. And I wanted something that was going to do at least 140 knots, which is what I was used to flying with the, the Cardinal that we had in our club. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to go backwards when I was going out on my own and getting out of the club. I wanted to at least have what I had or better. There you and go. I think I've hit it out of the park. With the yeah, you, you got a good one for sure. It's a fun little uh, aircraft. But now you got a database. You can go in there and find something new. That's what it's all about, right? That's right. Yeah. You can That's always why get we're here. Bigger and better. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. This test today, it's important. I got it. I'm going to make you look good up there. Don't worry, okay? Now let's get these pants off and fly some planes. I'm learning to fly around the clouds. But what goes up must come down. When you got it that way, let's hope. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, so AOPA.org is the website to go to for that new resource on uh, buying a new aircraft and resources. I don't know. It, it has to be a big headline on the website right now, I guess. It right? is, but you, you can just search for aircraft guide. There you go. And it'll take you right there. Makes sense. And, uh, you know, you can... You know, look up an aircraft that you're familiar with, or maybe you're looking for a bargain. And I guess there are at least one particular type of aircraft where you could find a bargain, possibly. Or if you've just bought one, you're probably kicking yourself uh, in the nether regions right now. Is that right? Well, and that's, that, that's I don't know if you want to really call it a bargain because we are talking about the Learjet. Well, a bargain it, is uh, in relative it's terms. It's relative terms. <laughs> because uh, they've quit making these. Is that the deal? Or what? Correct. Bombardier uh, out of Canada is the manufacturer of Learjet, Global, and Challenger lines of business jets. And they have decided that after 58 years, the Learjet has has, uh, has done enough. And it's just it's the smallest aircraft in their lineup, and it's just not selling well, and the profits aren't there. And so they are actually ending production of the Learjet. And unfortunately, 1,600 people are going to be out of work. Uh, but they're going to focus on uh, the globals and the challengers going forward. So, uh, you know, bigger and better. So I guess there could be some deals in the future yeah. uh, on some used Learjets. Probably. I mean, they'll still be servicing these aircraft for oh, years to come. Absolutely. So, but you don't want to. You won't be able to get a new one. Right. And, and you, you know, how would you like to be that, that person where you just bought it and then a week later they make this announcement? <laughs> How do you think that guy's feeling or gal? Yeah, I think I'd be having a, a serious conversation with my uh, Learjet salesperson. Mm-hmm. The, hey, you can't tell me you didn't know about this. Right. You know, what kind of a trade-up deal can I get for a Challenger? That's what I'm thinking, guessing they would probably make sure that would at least be an option, but who knows. But yeah, you know, if you're in the market for a deal, now's the time to to bargain, I guess, on those. If uh, I, How much would those go for, you figure? Starting uh, they're, round, they're <laughs> any in, idea? in the multi-million dollar right. range. They're, okay. they're definitely, 
More They're money than your you budget, are, but right? not mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, with Keith's yeah. credit card, we might be able to uh, make an offer. <laughs> Although I did see on Trade a Plane a few weeks back, there was uh, several articles online about this as well, but there was actually a Lear 25, one of the original Lears was available for the low, low price of $40,000. Really? I'm serious. It, and it could be made airworthy without too much work. To get it to fly to you, the problem is to keep it going would have required adding a noise uh, stage three noise suppression kit, yeah. uh, ADSB compliance, and a whole bunch of other things. Which you know, easily would have been probably four times what you paid for it, and mm. well, you know, well below what when you get all done, the airplane's still not worth enough to cover your investment in. But it would be kind of cool to be able to say, "Hey, I own a Lear. I I know? own a Lear jet. Yes, I'm kind of a big deal." I can't really but do anything. But the engines are so it. thirsty, you couldn't afford to fly it anywhere. But hey, right. <laughs> I own a jet. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, it, you know, you got to go pick one up, turn it into a, a, a restaurant or something. Maybe there's an option. Yeah, uh, you know, that'd be we could use it as a windsock. Yeah. You know, put it out in the airport and have it aimed into the wind for you. Lawn yeah. ornament, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There we go. HOAs love that, don't they? You would know. But, but, by the way, our you HOA got, really doesn't have a whole lot of. Uh, decision making, which is kind of nice. Yeah, nobody's just uh, parked their aircraft in their front yard or anything at your new air park. Does that ever happen? That's the whole point of this place. Well, I know, I know, but I mean, <laughs> but you have they have you know, have your garage hangers, right? They're not allowed yeah. to park them in the yard. Oh, actually, it, yeah, you can park them in the yard. In fact, one of the neighbors, really? his son, flew in in a Piper Malibu, and it was uh, he went park it in front of their garage, and you know, instead of in the hangar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're okay with that to a certain yeah. extent. All as right. long as you don't block the taxiway, that's our only hard and fast rule here is do not park within 30 feet of the center line. Yeah. Well, that would be bad. We've got to be able to taxi past. Exactly. That makes sense. All right. Well, you got that. All right. Uh, so AOPA and a bunch of other aviation groups also, uh, you know, put a letter or a research paper together for the new Department of Transportation, that'd be Buttigieg, I guess, because there was some uh, chatter going on that they were flirting with the idea of uh, limiting domestic air travel unless you had a COVID test. Is that right? That was That's right. Out there. So the the scale of the testing that would have been required was going to be just ridiculous. You know, yeah. to even get on a domestic flight, to have to have a valid COVID test within three days to, you know, go to Atlanta from here, you know, or any, or any sort of requirement like that. Um, and, and I'm glad that they, they were only floating the balloon, you know, and trying to see if the idea would stick, but the, the agencies came to their senses very quickly and said, you know what, all of that testing resources and cost and whatnot can be put to much better use uh, instead of, uh, you know, the, the chances of getting exposed, we've already turned, you know, done how many different studies people are not getting infected on the airplanes. Right. So yeah, there's plenty of data, we, data to yeah. support that uh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that they put the rule in place for international travel, uh, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, it, it has created a lot of havoc around the international uh, travel community for sure. Uh, yeah. And that has only a marginal benefit to us because the concern there is due to some of the new strains that are right. coming in, the mm -hmm. variants and, and mutants that are out there. So, 
Yeah, that, I mean, I can understand, you know, trying to limit potential new strains from coming in. But even then, again, go back to the original studies, the likelihood of getting infected on the airplane with the hospital grade ventilation and the air changeovers and the mandatory mask wearing what we're doing. It's, it's really highly unlikely. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been covering a story on one of our other shows that like going back and forth between the Bahamas, or maybe we even mentioned this on just plain radio. I don't know. I don't even remember, but yeah, you, if you come over on a boat, uh, there's a loophole right now between like the Bahamas and the U S that if you travel by boat, you don't have to get a test, but if you fly, you have to get a test because of those. So what I'm rules. hearing, Greg, is the second airplane that I need to add to my hangar is a float plane. Then, so I can maybe that would be another land loophole. and taxi up to the marine dock instead of going to the airport. Right. I mean, hey. this is a uh, a loophole in the system. I assume that they didn't think through, and we'll see if it still holds. But you know, it's a it's that's the problem when you put these type of uh, you know new rules in place. There's always uh, some issue or you've affected something else uh, in the process. So I'm glad they're backing off the idea of uh, domestic uh, testing because, yeah, uh, whether you agree with the idea or not, you know, uh, there's so many problems with it as far as, uh, you know, rolling it out and not creating more problems than you are trying to solve. I think is a, a big issue. So we'll see how it goes, but at least, uh, you know, they were listening to the, when they floated that balloon, you know, AOPA and like 22 different aviation groups wrote a, a paper to pretty much shoot, shoot a hole in that balloon. <laughs> and so now it's like, psh, yeah, there you go. So hopefully we're done with that. All right. We got just a little bit left in the show today and we got to address something that kind of hit us close to home. Not personally, but at our local airport, Orlando Executive, uh, there was a guy that was flying his plane and uh, got whacked with a laser. But it wasn't just any guy. It was a uh, police. It was Florida Highway Patrol. He was yeah. uh, actually patrolling at about 1,000 feet at 6 in the morning over Orlando and when he was suddenly temporarily blinded. Fortunately, he was able to regain his sight, didn't lose control of the aircraft, and he noticed a green laser coming from a construction site in on the downtown campus of UCF. And he happened to have the resources to track the boy down. Well, he actually didn't have to really do anything other than get his patrol car and go and drive to the construction site and go start asking some questions under in an official capacity. Busted! He, <laughs> don't shine a laser at an airplane ever yes. because you don't know who is on the other end of that plane. You're going to get a visit from the Popo. And on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 